good evening. Good evening. It's kind of late. You don't need to know what time it is, do you? I'm just hanging, just remembering that the darkness is a blanket. The darkness is a comforter. The darkness is a quilt we can cover ourselves in and hope we're not seen. Because if you're seen, if you show up on radar, the probability machine figures things out. So don't be seen. Don't be picked up on radar, buddy. So I've worked around hospitals, and if you've worked around hospitals, you can email me at imsully.com, that's M-E at imsully.com, and you can tell me whatever attitude or perspective you want to have. But I've worked around hospitals, and I've worked around healthcare enough to know the following, that prior to 2020, hundreds of thousands of Americans, in fact, probably equivalent to the 60% or 50% of the COVID number, maybe even all of it, that gets quoted as the deaths from COVID, COVID, probably maybe a big portion of deaths from COVID come from what used to be called MRSA, fungal infection, untreatable tuberculosis, Random virus, because you know what? Prior to 2020, when a random virus killed a motherfucker, that was pretty much it. Did I mention fungal? Did I mention random parasite? All of which have really wonderful fucking homes in the dirty, nasty, grimy hospitals of the United States of America or I should say the Soviet Union of American bullshit artists, or the scrumbaggery of ass pirates who go around the world stealing shit and then talk about how nobody should steal shit. You know where you live, brother. Prior to 2020, hundreds of thousands of people died in hospitals from what is classified as preventable hospital-acquired infection. Because it's preventable, it means you can sue. You can hire a lawyer. There were families suing Seattle Children's, a premier advanced modern facility, for deaths from fungal infection prior to 2020. Research it. I'm not going to do the work for you. It's too fucking late. What I am telling you is probably most of COVID as a whole and probably all the horror story pictures you see are things that the hospitals did because they were negligent. 
Because, for example, maybe they forced a piece of shit software system like Microsoft Amalga back in 2010 on several hospitals. And to quote the released papers that I have on my fucking blog, it tended to drop some critical ADT messages. Well, what does that mean, brothers and sisters? To drop a critical HL7 ADT message. Admit, discharge, transfer. Transfers where the fun happens. What you don't want to have happen is old grandma Millie Cakes post-op from her kidney stone surgery to go into little Jimmy's MRSA room. It's called an infectious disease report. It tells you, do not do that. I knew, I knew going back then working on that project how shitty hospitals were. And that was back then. And I don't think they got better under Obamacare. All right? So you guys out there, who send me an email, and better yet, friends and family who've told me nasty things about people they know that died, you're cowards. You're fucking cowards. The hospital killed your grandmother. The hospital killed your grandfather. If you don't understand that, you are a fucking coward. If you're not willing to investigate, you are a fucking coward. You go ahead and talk about how you think you know. What I tell you now is what I know is certainty. Hospitals have been, for many decades, incredibly corrupt institutions. And if you wanted to build a place designed to engineer the most dangerous bacteria, viruses, single-celled organisms, and whatnot fungi known to man, you wouldn't have a better place than a fucking hospital. Lots of sick people, various ages, lots of radiological agents. I can keep going. And really poor ventilation usually, and just generally, in, you know, in general, because remember, Seattle Children's was a modern hospital, and even it was probably terribly designed. The workflow for hospitals, the very workflow itself, is so absurd it's guaranteed to spread the nastiest shit to every fucking room. Yeah. If you want to tell me how you think you know somebody died and you're pissed off because I'm calling you out, I'm asking you to do your fucking job. To not just assume that that shitty hospital administrator or that shitty doctor is telling you the truth. Here's a story. My sister's oncologist, 2012, would tell me one version of reality privately and sometimes with another sibling if they're listening and then would lie to my other siblings. And he had awards on his wall that said he was a, a great oncologist. He even came up with this fucked up idea a couple weeks before my sister died of double dosing her on chemotherapy, probably because he watched a house episode. And if you want me to tell you that's my only shitty interaction with the contemporary healthcare system, you can go fuck yourself. Really. Especially if you got vaccinated. Especially if you um, virtue signaled that bullshit. Especially if you were wearing those coffee filter masks, you dumbass. Fuck you. If I believed in Bigfoot, that doesn't bother you. You don't have to go into lockdown if Dan has a crazy belief in Bigfoot. If I believe in E.T., 
What the fuck? I might waste my time on the fucking weekend, but that's still my own fucking wasted time. But because most of you motherfuckers believe complete and total nonsense, you have to foist your fears on other people. That's not just you being fucking stupid. That's you being a selfish asshole. So before you fucking tell me that you, your grandma or your grandpa or your old Vietnam buddy who probably helped drop, you know, Agent Orange, so more likely it's the little war coming back to visit him. Before you tell me that story, do your due diligence. Don't just assume the hospital told you the truth. I am telling you that I believe there's a pretty good chance in most cases they're lying. Because in one column is liability, legal liability. Just like Seattle Children's prior to the monkey herpes COVID, you can be fucking sued. Okay? This is something that can hurt your hospital system. And the other column is being given 30 or 40 fucking grand for every diagnosed COVID death. What the fuck do you think the hospitals have been doing? Dumbass. And if I'm not being polite to all my listeners, the listeners who actually give a shit understand that I'm not necessarily talking to them. But to the people out there who might be listening to my last broadcast on shortwave and who have been talking up the monkey herpes psyop, fuck you. I just want to say that. Fuck you. Fuck your fear-mongering. Fuck your bullshit. Fuck your cowardness. Fuck your unwillingness to ask questions. I was putting my job on the line a decade ago because I saw bullshit. And now some of you guys are complaining because you bought into the monkey herpes and now you might lose your job over the vaccine. Boo fucking who. Welcome to the party. Welcome. Been here a while. I've been here a while, folks, just like a lot of you. A lot like my friend Jim Davidson. Jim got invited to the party, I believe, back in the early 90s. He wanted to develop a business around space. He was an entrepreneur. He still is. And if you want to read about what my friend Jim is doing, you can go to freedomlanddao.com. My friend Jim, and, and again, I'm not going to give you the details because he can do a better job than I can, but my friend Jim tried to do the right thing as an American, tried to start a business, tried to promote space and promote liberty, and he was more or less, in that figurative sense, and I'd also say in the real sense, punched in the fucking face. And that was a couple decades ago. So when I say, welcome to the party, he could also say, hold my beer, welcome to the party. You guys are showing up fucking late. I hear a lot of people talking about stagflation. I was a kid in the 70s, um... I remember enough of it to remember what went on. And there was a lot of weirdness, you know. I remember seeing my mom use a credit card the first time I saw her. And she might have had one a couple years before, but I said, that's weird. And, you know, that piece of plastic, it seems to give you stuff for free, right? 
I remember Velveeta when it came along. Yeah, I remember the Velveeta when it came along. It reminded me of the heavy-duty grease. It reminded me of the heavy-duty grease my dad would use to, you know, lubricate the joints on his skitters, on his um, equipment. He was a logger. He had a logging business, and he had heavy equipment. And he, he would buy this heavy-duty grease that he would, you know, periodically he would have to grease the joints. And the Velveeta looked like it. I remember that. And I remember the oil shocks, and I remember all the other stuff. But, you know, as bad as that was, and it was kind of bad, I suppose, for the time, I don't think that's what we're about to go through. I know that you would like to believe it because it feels like it should be that way. Shouldn't we get to go back the way we came? But that's not how this works. In some ways, this is like a vicious Escher staircase. You think you're going in a circle, you think you're going up, you think you're going down. I don't think any of those concepts apply. I think we're on the verge of a great discontinuity, something I've been talking about for a couple years now. I don't think we're on the verge of the fourth turning. That's wishful thinking. I don't think we're on the verge of stagflation. That's wishful thinking. If you think stag stagflation is your worst case scenario, yeah, that's not, that's not it. That's, that would be really nice, actually. If that's what we're looking at, that would be really, really, really great. But it's not. I mean, I don't know for certain what it is, but you don't mind fuck. You don't conduct psychological warfare operations for pretty much two years because stagflation is coming. And, and, you know, that's another thing, too. It's like, if you want a practical definition of bargaining, what bargaining is, it's people talking about stagflation, even hyperinflation. Because implied in that bargain, especially for the crypto hodlers, implied in that bargain is the dollar still exists. And you'd say, well, why would the crypto people need the dollar to exist? Well... Currently, that's what you get for crypto, okay? In, in most cases, you trade it for dollars. People really aren't doing a lot of crypto transactions for coffee and cheeseburgers or ordinary items quite yet. It's a ways off. And for all the bullshit, like people saying, oh, it's got a market cap of two point whatever trillion, maybe. But here's the deal. The above water debt, which the governments call assets, the above water debt for the world right now is probably half a quadrillion and the below water debt is probably six to seven times that, somewhere in the four to five thousand trillion range. So when people quote me these numbers from crypto, it's like they're saying, I don't know, it's hard to describe the, the relevance or the irrelevance of it. It doesn't really matter. It does, it's not even significant enough to impact the trajectory of this thing, whatever it is. So, no, stagflation is not coming. Hyperinflation is probably not coming. We live in a neo-Stalinist hellhole. They will keep every single plate 
as balanced as they can spinning for as long as they fucking can. And I got a feeling that some of the plates are going to start dropping. And none of this is linear. You know, baked into this wishful thinking, this bargaining around stagflation and hyperinflation is also this idea that we get some type of stepwise transition to something else. No. No, 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 no. That's not what's coming. I mean, I know that it would be great. I hope it's what's coming. I hope I'm wrong. But there's going to be no stepwise transition. Probably within a matter of weeks, most of this will happen. And when you see Bitcoin, a single Bitcoin, cross three or $400,000 on its way to a million, I'd say that we're days away. But when it stops working, it's simply going to stop fucking working. And it's musical chairs, and you better hope you have food, water, shelter. For the last year and a half, I have been around people who, who approach all of this fear and all this nonsense like somebody at a buffet table. And they say, oh, here's the race war. You can have some of that. And here's the COVID monkey herpes. Have a couple doses of the dancing nurses. And even a bunch of petty psyops like, you know, I don't know, cartoonists are racist. That, like that's any insight. Dr. Seuss was racist. You know something, folks? Um, yeah. But most of them have been choosing. The, the Chinese-Russian hypersonic bullshit. That's another good little trauma monkey. Um, a lot of people are picking off the menu created at Langley. But I'm of the opinion at this point in time that what we're facing has to be pretty bad. Uh, you know, is it possible that the, that the PSYOP's not a PSYOP and it's just a series of mistakes? The, the race war was a mistake. The Seattle employee that told me they were there to help out the commies was an accident. That everything was one big mistake. That during a pandemic, the commies cutting off 12th Avenue in Capitol Hill was normal because, gee, it doesn't bisect the emergency room paths for ground ambulances, sarcasm. So maybe it was all one big fucking mistake. And if that's your angle, then good news. What you face is stagflation. That's, that's really good news. But I am pretty certain what you're about to face, best case scenario, which would be the collapse of an overly complicated, poorly engineered civilization. 
best case scenario, what you face is something pretty awful, something that's going to knock your fucking teeth out in that figurative sense. And maybe on a bad day in that future, in the literal, you know, actual sense, really. What we face is bad. I think worldwide famine is at this point baked into the cake. It is, in a sense, inevitable. It's going to happen. We are going to have a famine. I would argue that the coin shortage crap and the toilet paper shortage crap, it's a lot like the Antifa BLM crap, which magically went away. These were controlled burns. These were experiments. In that MK Ultra sense writ large, these were tests of the social environment. They wanted to understand how people would respond, but more than just testing, by doing the coin shortage nonsense, by doing the toilet paper shortage nonsense, they were conditioning people in two ways, conditioning them to shortages and conditioning them to bullshit, the boy who cried wolf. You see, if you tell people, people there's a toilet paper shortage in April of 2020, and people go out and buy a bazillion tons of toilet paper, and then it turned out to be bullshit, and then you say there's a coin shortage while you're dropping bombs made out of the same metal that goes into your fucking coins. Yeah, I get pissed off sometimes. The coin shortage was absurd. At the same time we had a coin shortage, we didn't stop producing weapons. And all the metals that go into your pennies and your nickels and your dimes and your quarters are the same metals that go into weapons. They go into the, the, the weapons, they go into the ordnance. So I knew it was bullshit. I knew the coin shortage was crap. I don't know what the real truth was, but I knew it was crap. But the thing about doing these boy who cried wolf scenarios, and if you've listened to my podcast, I've discussed this before. The thing about doing the boy who cried wolf is that the next time people will think it's crap. So for maybe one week, two weeks, vital weeks, vital, as in, you know, Victor, India, Tango, Alpha, Lima, vital weeks, you're going to think it's crap. You're going to think it's bullshit. The hamburger will come back. The pasta will come back. The rice will come back. Maybe even six weeks while your kids are starving because you remember the toilet paper shortage. You think these are good people. If you do, by all means, walk into the abyss. That is going to be your main job in life with all the people you're supposed to care about. Clearly, when it came to COVID, a lot of you motherfuckers took the first fucking answer as true. And that means a lot of you motherfuckers are in a lot of trouble. So yeah, some of you are just gone. You're already dead. As I've said in previous podcasts, you are functionally extinct. If you took the hospital's word for it, what killed your grandma, you are functionally fucking extinct. If you approach the toilet paper shortage as a fiasco rather than a psyop, you're functionally extinct. And if you don't know, if you don't understand, 
the number one creator since we pounded sand of famines is government. So if you say, well, Dan, the weather's okay, and this is... No, 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 no. You, you don't fucking get it. For the most part throughout history, famines are created by governments, created by wars. They're created by the actions of governments. You take government out of the picture, famines generally don't occur. Because in general, societies don't go down the self-destructive path, which they always do. That's the next topic we'll get to as far as government goes. Famines, for the most part, are aggravated by government action. And if there are other natural factors, that just means it's going to be worse. So I don't know what to tell you. A lot of you folks believe the first answer you got from the doctor and it shows. A lot of you folks actually believe the COVID killed your grandma and it shows. A lot of you folks don't know how to do math. So you'll say things like, well, Dan, COVID is kind of real. And I'll say, buddy, they had fucking diagnosis codes for viruses no one was ever going to identify that might have killed some random bum prior to 2020. Fuck you, Mike Dropped. Best case scenario, a famine hits the world in a few months and the whole world will be impacted. Best case scenario, various parts of the United States will do better than others, I think. And I really don't know what the it is. I am convinced that these psyops are designed to hide something. But I don't know what it is and you probably don't know either. And the other thing we need to keep in mind is that the government, being the government, could be fucking wrong. Which means that if they thought something was going to happen, something bad, something uncontrollable, even if it was purely economic or sociological, which I don't really think that's the case, but if they really did have a sense that something was scheduled in a way, um, they could be wrong. They probably are wrong. If the government tells you that climate change is a problem in 100 years, let me give you a simple fucking heuristic. It will either never be a problem or it's already a problem. Do you fucking understand? Okay? If the government says it's going to be a problem in 10 years, it's either never going to be a problem or it's already a fucking problem. And they just want to hide it. That's reality. That's the fucking truth. You can believe what it... Call that Daniel's razor or Danlin's razor or Sullivan's razor. It's really simple. If the government tells you that something's going to happen in some period of time, it either never happens or it's already happening. But they're definitely full of shit. And they could be. And this could be all of the PSYOP crap could be their attempt to cover up the fuzzy event of collapse. The collapse of an overly 
poorly engineered, overly complex, neo-Stalinist hellhole. It could be. All of this could be designed to cover up collapse. The reason why I wince is that they're dumb enough to do it this way, but it is dumb. It's basically like solving problems with dynamite. And, you know, imagine, okay, you had to remodel your kitchen. Imagine you had to remodel your kitchen. Would you do it with dynamite? I mean, some of you clever motherfuckers might put together shape charges. This is the rapid. This is the super. Metal fantastic. Expandable. C4 powered. Super cut. Rapid created. Molded insto kitchen remodel. I'm kind of thinking that the mathematics behind that is impossible, but whatever. But in general, you don't use low or high explosive to remodel kitchens. If their idea, if the idea is this, that they're covering up collapse with psyops, then it's really, really, really stupid. It's like putting out fire with gasoline. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's so dumb, it's impossible to imagine how fucking stupid it is. To use the race war bullshit, the COVID monkey herpes bullshit, the Russian-China hypersonic bullshit, the war between the sexes bullshit, one form of bullshit after another. Everyone hates Trump. There was an insurrection. Worse than 9-11, right? And Alec Baldwin shot some motherfucker. It's hand magic. Keep your eyes on the hands, brothers and sisters. Don't look at the magician's face. When he's doing that table magic, watch the hands. That's the key. A lot of folks are looking at the face and it shows. Next topic. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. All forms of government are designed to self-destruct. Some faster than others. I will say that quote again from Dr. Freckles as I sip, sip some of my coffee, whatever. All governments are designed to self-destruct, some faster than others. What does that mean? Well, I'm an anarchist, which you could say is a libertarian that got back on the train to, to really try to find a way to live free. So I stopped in Libertarianville back in 2008, I played pretend land for a couple years. In 2016, Gary Johnson said, bake the cake. I told him to fuck himself in that psychic sense that a libertarian can send his thoughts to a motherfucker. And I got back on the train because really, in a lot of ways, libertarianism is the last Scientology. It really is. It's the final Scientology. You break out of Scientology or some fucking cult and you find yourself in a greater cult. 
And eventually, like Robert Duvall, you want to crawl out of that THX 1138 hellhole, but you find yourself in another hellhole. Libertarian, I think the Libertarian Party was one of those innovations of the CIA in the late 60s to capture the freedom movement. And frankly, it kind of worked. I mean, I don't like complimenting crooked, devious pieces of shit, but the Libertarian Party has been a limited time hangout pretty much since the year I was born. And I'm not young. I'm an anarchist. If you ask me, there's nothing about government that works. I know freedom works. I know that allowing people to organize, to practice self-control, to solve problems without, you know, pointing guns at each other. That works. That can work. It always has worked. Even societies that have had governments, the times in which they flourish are times of freedom. They perish in tyranny. All this Strauss and Howe, fourth turning, the kids get fat, in my opinion, is another kind of cooked up psyop bullshit. Here's the deal. Government has always been a grifter. They will come up to you in good times and say, listen, buddy, these times are great, but what if I could guarantee they'd be perfect forever? And the sad truth is a lot of people are stupid enough to go along. And at first, it doesn't hurt so bad. At first, they're not sticking the large, you know, metal object up your butt. They're sticking a nice little, you know, vibrating dildo. And it doesn't hurt so bad. But then next year they say, how do you like this zucchini? And you say, well, that looks like it's going to hurt. Well, we'll put a little olive oil on it. Just a little olive oil on the zucchini. Put a little olive oil on that zucchini, shove it up my butt, you promise a utopia, and it feels so good. Government does things that way. It always has. It's like Obamacare. Did you notice that Obamacare almost didn't really even exist until Obama was out of fucking office, more or less? By the time it was really doing its nasty shit, he was gone. That's how they do things. That's how neo-Stalinist hellholes do things. If you were a farm manager, if you were a Soviet farm manager on a Soviet farm in the Ukraine in the 1960s, trying to get ahead, you would dump as much poison on your fucking farm as you had to to raise yields for a couple years so you, comrade, could go up to the next level and fuck the next guy. That's how these systems work. It's not about freedom. It's not about choice. But it is about fucking the next guy. The greediest motherfuckers I've ever met have been commies. The nastiest, chintziest people have been left-wingers. 
they flip their homes. They flip their homes and they don't understand. These shipbirds, they'll, you know, flip a home. They'll sell a garage that has black mold for a million. And then they'll yell outside at night, why are there so many homeless people? Government destroys itself. Fanny and Freddie to get people to buy homes. Uh, Sally Mae to get people to go to fucking college. These resulted in the inflation of education and the inflation of, you know, shelter. Education, schmeducation. Clearly from public schools, our government doesn't give a fuck. But you actually need shelter, especially if you live you know, in the higher latitudes of the northern or southern hemisphere, or, you know, basically, if you live where it's fucking cold. If you live where it's cold, it's good to have shelter. It's not a nice to have. It's not an investment. It's like food and water. And if these motherfucker commie Seattleites did the food what they think we should do to homes, we would have famine already. But we're on our way there. And soon you'll be able to take out a loan for food. Soon you'll be able to get a credit card for food. It'll have 17% interest on your great-grandchildren. That's assuming the system holds together, and I don't think it will. You see, I suspect people are afraid of the simple fact that built into the DNA of every truly stupid fucking idea, including government, is self-destruction. In fact, you could argue that the definition of a bad idea, or at least partly the definition of a bad idea, is a bad idea that leads to shit blowing up uncontrollably. Not a good thing. Even on 4th of July, uncontrollable explosions aren't really things you want. Even in warfare, you really don't want uncontrollable explosions. But that's what you get when empires, governments, cities, you fucking name it. That's, when you, that's what you get on Easter Island. You get collapse, and you don't get to fucking predict it. You don't get to, you don't get to know. I think it's very, very close, and I think collapse is inevitable. I fear there's something else they're hiding, but I don't know for sure. So hopefully it's as bad as just that. Next topic, right? Next topic, perhaps the final topic, you know, for our discourse. We'll see, right? I have to dejambulate myself and understand my position in the universal scrunctus.
I am a COVID hero nurse. I am a COVID-19 nurse. I work for a hospital system. I work the ICU. I'm a hero. I work for the hospital. I steal drugs from cancer patients. I steal the painkillers, the fentanyl patches, the oral meds, the injectables. I'm a COVID hero nurse, but when I can swipe some fentanyl patches, I steal those. I mock the dying, especially the unvaccinated right. Because I'm a COVID, I'm a COVID. I'm a COVID hero nurse. When the COVID came, I loved it, brothers and sisters, as a COVID hero nurse. I was an ugly duckling. I was a grunkus queen. At the bar on Friday nights, I'd drink my Budweiser in the corner, smoking my cigarette, waiting, waiting to link up with my heroin dealer. Men would look at me and see a skank. But now I'm a COVID hero nurse. I'm a COVID hero healthcare worker. I'm a hero. I'm an administrator. I run a hospital. I'm a COVID hero. I'm the hero that pushes the stuff, the big pharma stuff, the stuff that's going to kill your liver, the stuff that ends up in the trout for 70,000 years. I'm a hero nurse. I'm a COVID hero nurse. I'm a COVID hero nurse. I put the patient post-op. I try to double check the crappy Microsoft Amalga, Caradigm GE Amalga now, infectious disease report with the dropped ADT messages and the wrong hospital ID associated to the wrong patient. Thank you, Microsoft, and thank you, yeah, Obama Stimulus Package 2009, Bo Doc. I, I can take advantage of the fact that the stupid machine will make the mistake for me. And then I put grandma into little Jimmy's fungal room after she's had her kidney stone removed or her arteries cleared. But the key thing is grandma's immune system post-op is trashed. 
And so if you put her into little Jimmy's Mercer room or little Bobby's fungi room or little Sally's unknown virus room that prior to 2020, that's what they classified the bullshit as because whatever COVID was, it's in that category, motherfucker. That's what they would do. That's what this COVID hero nurse does. She makes sure that the old people go into the wrong fucking room. She's a hero. The hospital's a hero. Do you know why surgical nurses have to use Sharpies? Do you know why surgical nurses often use Sharpies? So they can write on the human body of a patient prior to surgery. Don't cut this. Make sure you take that. You see, one would think that a fucking surgeon wouldn't need kindergarten Sharpies on the fucking body, but they learned a while back with these excellent healthcare hero surgeons that if you don't mark up the fucking body, you might go in for an appendectomy and you might leave without a fucking liver. These are your heroes. These are your COVID heroes. These are your monkey herpes. Heroes of the day. Watch them dance. Watch them dance. In the night, the dying make awful noises. In the dying, the night complain of various problems. The following can tell you something about whether or not you have COVID-19. This is coming from a COVID hero nurse. Do you have anal blood goo? Do you have bloody goo? Coming from your butt crack, you might have COVID. Do you have drogons? Ancient fire musk. It's a farrago of gases. It's a vaporous entity that hangs around your dungeon zone. You might have COVID, you fuck. Does your poop burn? Does your poop burn? If you have acidic poop, you might have COVID. That's a problem. The only way to treat it is to pack it with dynamite. If you have acidic poop, you might need to pack your butt with sawdust, fill it with asbestos and broken glass. That's if your poop is acidic. Another sign of COVID-19 is urine stingus. This is the caking of grunuli around the exototomy, the zone of bromptus where the fluid inscrigulates. If you have urine stingus, your urinary tract is filled with blump. You're going to have to do something about it. Put some dynamite up there. Blow it out, suck it away, and then pack it. 
pack it with broken glass and sawdust. Another sign that you might have COVID-19 is bungus crabs. They are tiny creatures. They are small little things. They're harder than diamond. They're hotter than coals. They'll live inside of your, you know, unmentionables. They will feed upon your forest of plenty. Yes, if you have bungus crabs, this is a sign you might have COVID-19. These crabs leave tiny little poops inside of your nose. If you dig for the boogers, you're really eating crab poop. These tiny little crabs invade your brain. They drive you insane. Why don't we all just go do some cocaine? Let's go do some cocaine when we have a chance. We'll fly to France with our bungus crabs and we'll celebrate the COVID with our bungus crabs in peace. Another sign that you might have the COVID are pus lesions. They'll be everywhere, all over your body, all over your feet, all over your eyes. They will just exude pus 24-7. It'll be really smelly. Your girlfriend Kelly's gonna dump you, baby. Or your boyfriend named Kelly gonna dump you, baby. Another common symptom of the monkey herpes, a.k.a. COVID, is something called ferret's greg. It's when your genitalia begin to attract ferrets, and then they, you know, they want to cuddle, you know, in the private parts, down there where it hurts. Ferret Scrag is treatable. 
with a a brazing torch, the kind you can get at some kind of kitchen store, a butane brazing torch, you need that. Of course you need broken glass and metal shavings and asbestos. And it goes without saying you need about a gallon of diesel fuel. Maybe some fishing line to sew it all up. You're going to have to pack the wounds. With gunpowder, with whiskey, and with your own failed goals, baby. Because whatever else is coming, your to-do list is about to change. Ferret Scrag's not easy, baby. Yes, indeed. I don't want to get the ferret, Greg, and neither do you. But a great many things await us in this time, the time we live in, the grumptus, the boblimptot. Old doctors fill their syringes with blood and urine. Then they sink their teeth into your future. Your own gringle freak family, all vaxxed up and oozing, pus from your eyeballs. You'll remember this Christmas. At the hospital, if an unvaxxed patient comes in, we yell at them, we scream at them. We have a special basement ward for the unvaxxed children and older people. We put them down in the pit near the morgue, low level seven. There are rats in the room. There's no lighting. The unvaccinated scream out in the night and no one hears their screams except for our laughter is heard throughout the hospital because we're fucking COVID-19 heroes. Yes, we know the pharma companies have the butt resin. And with that, we can reform our anal splinctus into a love circle. Our power energy from, you know, putting you on a ventilator is what I need when I strange the thing to the newborn babies and toss them in the trash because I'm a hero nurse. I dump the babies in the trash. I'm a COVID, I'm a COVID hero. And sometimes we give the babies to the chief of surgery. When the NVAX come in with their broken leg, we test them for COVID. Usually by the 33rd test, they test positive. We put them in a special room, a special ward. We treat them a special way. If there's a certain person that needs a kidney... If there's a special person with a billion dollars, they get his liver, they get her kidney, they get his heart. And because it's COVID-19, and because most of you are fucking cowards, you're never going to check on it. 
And as bizarre as the story might sound, I would wager in all the shitty, wretched, satanic hospitals across this country, there are people just like this nurse. This was satire. This was a story, a raconteur-type thingy, right? But if you're thinking these people don't exist, you're confused. And, and you know, I think very soon your confusion... My prognosis is your confusion is going to lead to your death. And I don't think it's going to be from the vaccine. I don't think it's going to be from the race war. I don't think it's going to be Chinese and Russian hypersonic missiles. I don't think it'll be because of Trump. And I really don't think it'll be because of climate change. Because if it is, one thing we can be certain of, they've been lying about it. So whatever the fuck it is... It's nothing we've been told about. No offense to the predictive programming assholes and the fourth-turning douchebags and all the other scum out there who want to pretend that they can bargain their way with history. Newsflash. There are events so big that the fourth-turning is irrelevant. There are events so big that whatever you think you know, you don't know. There are events in history so fucking big that all they ever remember about you and your people is four or five sentences for 7,000 years worth of civilization. Yeah. That's how big it could be. That's the top end of what I'm thinking, you know, what I'm seeing. And if it is that, about 10,000 years from now, they'll have a paragraph for everything we've done since Babylonia, since the Egyptians, since for fucking forever. You, you think it's the COVID because it feels like it's something you can control. Okay, you think it's the race war or the Russians or the Chinese. But what if the real truth is the government has always been bullshit. It really controls nothing. All it's really good at is lying and it's been lying to you. That's the simple proposal. And I would even add before I go that if you had a loved one die in a hospital since late 2019, don't take the hospital's word for it. If you think there's a rule of law and you actually give a fuck, investigate. That's what you're supposed to do. You should look into it. You should investigate. Don't parrot bullshit. Don't be a fucking coward. So many fucking cowards out there when it comes to this COVID thing. And I say stop being a fucking coward and stop taking the hospital's word for it. Good night.